The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. This is The Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco. We are live on AMP TV, double A-M-P TV. Also on Facebook Live, where you can go onto the show and discuss the show and go to the chat. Comment anything you want about the show. We will read them live on air. Also, for everyone who's listening on KIOF 97.9 FM in Las Vegas, CBS Sports Radio, KSIX, 95.1 FM, 96.1 FM, and 12.30 AM in Corpus Christi and the greater Houston area, and Talk 1490 WIRB in South Alabama and the Florida Panhandle. In the NBA, there is always that debate. And for basketball fans who are diehards of the sport, you will know what debate I'm discussing. And that debate is, who is the next GOAT? Who is the next greatest of all time? All basketball fans look towards the future, and they always try to pinpoint. They always try to make assumptions on who is going to be the future of the NBA once LeBron retires. And everyone has been pinpointing one guy, one individual, one player that came out of Duke University, and that is Zion Williamson. And I've mentioned in a previous show, I believe he's going to be a star in the NBA, that he will have a career that was a better version of what Blake Griffin did during his career. Very solid player. He made his money. Oh, most definitely made his money. And he made a couple of all-star games. Very accomplished. You can't take anything away from Blake Griffin. I believe that's what's going to happen to Zion. I've made my entire thesis on that. I gave you my angle on a previous show you should go back and watch it. I It was a really good segment. I'm not going to continue going on with Zion because, look, if you're a fan of Zion, you're going to believe whatever analysts and whatever insiders you watch and whatever you listen to. Where I come up with my own opinion and my own angle, and I decide where I think certain players are going to be. So I'm not going to talk about that anymore. So people have been asking, well, Rocco, if you don't think Zion is the future, then who is? Who, in your opinion, 
is the future of the NBA. I'm glad you brought up this question. There is a player out in Texas who came from Europe who is only one years old. And it is, in my opinion, not the one of, but the most talented 21-year-old I have seen in person. Okay? I have not seen a 21-year-old perform at his level since I've been watching the NBA. And that is Luka Doncic. Luka, he is a five-tool player. Okay? He could do everything. Up and down the court, offense, defense. If it's on the outside game, he can shoot that as well. If he needs to get inside the paint, he can do that. Luka can do it all. But more importantly, the reason why I think he is the future is because you have to understand where the NBA is going in terms of their marketing. NBA Europa is one of their markets that they have been trying for 20 years to capitalize on. Same with NBA Africa. NBA Africa, for the last 20 years as well, the NBA is trying to pinpoint and trying to execute. Joel Embiid has been a really good player, and in terms of marketing, has been an excellent representation and representative of NBA Africa. I give him a lot of props. But for the NFL Europa, how are they going to capitalize on that market? How are they going to have the Europeans who watch the NBA, how are they going to feel at home? Well, you make the best player in the NBA be from Europe. I feel like a lot of people forget that there was a player who played for the Mavericks for, it felt like 40 years, named Dirk Nowitzki. When he came to Dallas Mavericks and started performing and started being a great player in the NBA, people in Germany and those countries that are around Germany, they reacted to it. They had treated Dirk like it was one of their own because that's what they felt like. They felt like they had someone that they could call their own. Same with Steve Nash. Now, Steve Nash, this is a different comparison, but you're going to have to stay with me. I watched him on the Dallas Mavericks in the early 2000s. And Steve Nash was from Canada. He's a, he's a, home, he's a Canadian. Well, when Steve Nash was winning MVPs, and he was one of the best players in the NBA, Canada, even though they had an NBA team, they embraced Steve Nash. In fact, if you go a lot, ask a lot of Canadians who their favorite NBA player is, there is a good chance that you will get at least one Steve Nash, that you will get a couple of people who will remember the homegrown talent that was Steve Nash. So if the NBA wants to capitalize on the European market and they want to market the heck out of it, like they're doing with Joel Embiid, well, how about you amplify it to 100, and instead of having one of the best centers in the NBA for NBA Africa, you have one of the best players in the NBA in Luka Doncic be your marketing 
captain for your uh, NBA Europe. Have him be the poster boy for their market that they have been trying to break into for the last 20 years. And I want to mention this for NBA fans who could rebuttal me. They have made progress, and I do know that they have played certain games. Uh, Euro League has made a lot of advancements and a lot of improvements over there. But the NBA is very dominantly watched here in America. There's no... there, there's really no secret there that here in the United States and in Canada, the NBA dominates in those markets. Europe, they're trying to develop that. NBA Africa, they've been trying to develop that. They had their relationship with China, which I know has been rocky, but it was making progress before that incident happened. NBA fans, you know what I'm talking about. The problem that some people are going to say, and the one rebuttal that basketball fans have been saying, and this is really a random and really weird rebuttal, is, well, Luka is an American, so NBA NBA fans aren't going to get behind him. NBA fans want to get behind an American-born player. All right. Let's just take that at face value and say that's true. Let's say that that is actually a fair statement. That yes, LeBron was American-born. Michael Jordan was American-born. Larry Bird, Dr. J, all of them, for all of them, have been an American-born player. So if that's your qualification, if that is your one stipulation for the marketing of the NBA, that they have to be American-born. So how about this, then? How about you take a point guard that was traded for Luka Doncic in a draft day swap that right now looks like an even trade? A 1v1 swap that had a point guard from Oklahoma that NBA fans were excited to watch and a NBA player that I believe has the potential to become one of the best point guards in the NBA, that is Trey Young. Let's face it, the Atlanta Hawks have really not had a poster boy since, just going to be generous and say Joe Johnson. When Joe Johnson was with the Atlanta Hawks in the late 2000s, early 2010s, He was their poster boy. He was a very good player in the NBA. But Trey Young has the potential to be better than Joe Johnson. He has the A potential on NBA 2K, and he's going to get all those Hall of Fame badges. I believe that if your stipulation is that he has to be American, okay, that is your stipulation, fine. Then how about... We take Trey Young, one of the most talented point guards I have seen in the last 10 years, and you make him the poster boy. Because, really, who are your other options? Jason Tatum? I like Jason Tatum. And with the Boston Celtics, that could be a potential scenario. If the Chicago Bulls were ever good, Wendell Carter Jr., the center from Duke, he could be a possibility. Colin Sexton from the Cleveland Cavaliers that they were good again. 
The problem with the NBA is that Luka, Trey Young, Jason Tatum, those are the solid three options in my mind. And then you got Zion. So you got one of those four, Zion, Tatum, Trey Young, Luka Doncic. Pick one, and that is your marketing for the NBA. And that is my angle. I'm your host, Rocco. This is The Sports Angle. Do you have any questions about legal issues? Have you ever been stopped by a police officer and issued a ticket that you're scared to deal with? Have you ever been in trouble with the law and don't know what to do? Do you have a will or power of attorney question? Is your home being foreclosed upon and you don't know where to turn? Maybe you were given a contract that you don't understand. For freedom and a worry-free solution, call for Legal Shield today at 213-245-1305. It's that simple. You will have access to high-quality law firms that will fight for you for less than a dollar a day. Peace of mind is just a call away. That's for Legal Shield. Call 213-245-1305 or visit us at nocourt.us. It's justice for all and not justice for some. Are you a small business owner or pursuing the dream of starting your own company? Do you know where to start or how to grow that existing business? The American Business Trust Company has the answers you need. The American Business Trust Company can help you with startup capital, business strategy, sales and marketing, and establishing your company with a physical location or on the internet. You decide. You bring the idea. The American Business Trust Company can help with the rest. For a free evaluation, you may visit them online at abtrustco.com. That's A-B-T-R-U-S-T-C-O.com. Or call them at 657-600-1876. That's the American Business Trust Company, 657-600-1876. Call them today. They can help your business right away. This is Sal Tuzzolino, host and remaster of The Sports Circus. Why listen to the same old dog and pony show that you've heard all day long? The Sports Circus covers everything that other shows don't or are too scared to cover. There's no primetime show like it out here that'll punch you in the mouth and you'll beg for more. You can call in and participate with our chaos if you dare. Join me and celebrity guests for Havoc and Mayhem weekdays at 5 p.m. Pacific here on Amp TV or stream the show live at thesportscircus.com. Remember, folks, it's a circus and we prove it every day. In times of economic uncertainty and chaos, your money means nothing. You may not even be able to get it from your bank or ATM. And the money you do have in the stock market will go down and down. What you can bank on is gold and silver. Gold and silver have been a reliable and trusted form of currency for thousands of years. Gold and silver have never been worth zero, and typically gold holds its value during economic turmoil. Call the gold hotline now and learn how to protect your money and your assets with gold and silver. And learn how to set up a new IRA or roll over your current one into a gold-backed IRA. Protect your money from the next market crash with gold and silver. Call now for your free gold guide. 800-755-4281. 800-755-4281. That's 800-755-4281. This is the Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco. 
follow me on social media at Rocco Kelly Radio, R-O-C-C-O-C-E-L-L-I Radio, and follow the show at The Sports Angle on Facebook, Twitter, on all your favorite social media platforms. And go to our website, thesportsangle.com, check out our articles and our featured guests. The NBA is planning on returning. This has been an established point that most people have come to a realization that it's happening. They're going to go to Orlando. They're going to be in that quarantine bubble, and they're okay with that. However, there have been certain NBA players who have been vocal about not returning to the NBA. They are vocal about not coming back and playing during this return, this restart of the NBA. And I will address this in two separate ways. I will address the reasonable reason for why you're doing it and the absurd reason for why you're doing it. The first reason that's very reasonable, I understand why, and as someone who has a very good relationship with my family, I understand the first part. There are players in the NBA who don't want to come back because they want to protect their family. They want to make sure that their family doesn't get sick from COVID-19, they don't get tested positive. And from that point and that standpoint, I get it. I understand. And for people who are uh, part of a family and for the listeners and the audience out here, that have close ties to their family, I believe you would understand that. Like, Sonar, I believe even you would understand. Like, players that in the NBA who have sat out because they want to protect their family, they want to stay home and make sure that their family doesn't get COVID and all that. Uh, MLB players have done the same. They've said they want to stay home because they don't want their family to get uh, tested positive. COVID-19. Yeah, well, you're like, exposing yourself. So when you go out there, you're in public and you're also traveling quite a bit. I mean, unless you're going out and having your own private jet or your own uh, bus or anything like that, I mean, where are you really going? And there's a lot of states that you have to do a 12 or I'm sorry, a 14-day quarantine from other states if you happen to travel to them. Absolutely. So as someone who's like part of a family, I mean, you wouldn't want to risk family getting COVID if you had to go out and travel X amount of places in a short amount of time and then come back. Like from that aspect, I am 100% on board. I understand why certain players are doing that. Staying home and they want to protect their family. Yeah, I do understand that. And that's it. That's a lot of what's happening here. You can turn around and say, yes, I'm a healthy person or I want to take a risk. But that's the thing is you're not just taking a risk for yourself. You're taking a risk uh, for the people that you interact with every single day. That's understandable. And for everything that's going on, that was the first one. That was the reasonable 
part of staying home and not playing. Now I'm going to get into the absurd and really the reason that I just shake my head and go, is this really worth losing all that money for? There are NBA players that, look, because of what's going on in the world right now, because of all these movements and all these groups and all these activists that are speaking out, there are players like Kyrie Irving that has decided that because of racial inequality, he is going to try to sit out the season and he tried to get a little petition started with the NBA players that they would not play until there is equality in the NBA. And I'm just going to sit here and I just want to reflect for a second. Now, Sonar, racial inequality in the NBA. Doesn't something sound wrong there? To me, if I'm wrong, but isn't a, a huge percentage of the NBA African-American? Correct yes, me if sir. I'm wrong. Yes, sir, they so are. So what is... So I've been trying to think for the last couple of days ever since Kyrie came out with this statement... Now, if this was in the world, I would understand it. But he said the NBA. So I'm kind of puzzled on what Kyrie is talking about. Well, I think you're, there, you're looking there, at it as as players. You, you've got to also look at the NBA in the broader scheme of also um, business and um, employment and people that are secondary to the players. And then people that are tertiary to the players because they're right next to the people that are assisting the players. So there's an entire ecosystem that you can essentially call the NBA. And when you look at that, I I kind of see his point. But is it worth losing $300,000, dollars $500,000 to sit out an NBA playoff to set an NBA restart because of racial inequality, which, like I mentioned, from a first glance, you would look at it and go, I don't see it. I don't see that with the NBA. And people have mentioned, what about the coaching staffs? Well, once again, if anybody wants to correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't Dwayne Casey the guy who was the head coach for the Toronto Raptors for all those years? and was coach of the year at one point. I believe he's African-American. The front office, one of the recent general managers of the year, was African-American. So it just leaves me puzzled, because unless there's something that Kyrie knows that we ain't, we don't know, I just don't see it. To me, and this is my opinion, I just believe that it is an excuse to not play the game. That's the way I look at it, that he's using this as an excuse to not come back. But that's just my opinion. I mean, Sonar, well, you I correct mean, me if I'm wrong here. But well, I, I mean, I don't know if you're wrong excuse. or not. That's the thing, is is he spends so much more time dealing uh, in, in being part of the NBA than you or I could ever imagine. 
I mean, you and I get to see it uh, when we're talking about people who are secondary and tertiary. You and I aren't even in like the same state as no, as the media the is not even there. Exactly, it's like, like we. It's like we, we get to see everything yeah. that they show. Go ahead. It's like the players, the owners, the front office executives. It's uh, all the people who participate in NBA game, like the ball boys and uh, all of that. I mean, no, like it's a, kind of a system there. So right. if he sees something, that's his prerogative to protest it, to make it aware, to to say whatever. That's that's he has that right to do that. And whether or not that is correct or is correct or or um, maybe exaggerated or used or, or whatever kind of thing that you want to say, this is the thing that he's doing. This is the way that he feels. And this is the direction that he wants to take it. And that's that's his choice. And you and I can't can't really say anything or at least i can't because i can't uh vouch for you either but i know myself i couldn't uh uh say anybody's part of the nba unless they slapped me in the face and said yeah i work for the nba so i don't know the situation that he has to go through every day and his life and his feelings so um that's uh, that's not necessarily my pc answer that's just that's just the way i feel like if the dude feels that he's uh uh uh, uh, not being represented then he has every right to do uh uh anything that he's got all right so i'll put it like this then until there is any bit of hard evidence until there is a statement made by Kyrie or made by any of these players who signed that document that shows the world that there is racial inequality in the NBA, then I will continue my stand and he's using it as an excuse until he comes out with something that proves that there is inequality in the NBA. Because I don't see it. But if he shows evidence, if he gives an example, then I will go ahead and say, you know what? He has a firsthand point of view. I get it. But until he does that, I will continue with my opinion, and I will say that Kyrie's just doing this because he doesn't want to come back, because he doesn't want to play a game that they pay him $30 million a year to play. So... That's just a part of it that I understand. And by the way, Sonar, isn't it just ridiculous that the most highest paid players in the NBA get paid $38.5 million per year? That's just ridiculous. Yeah, no, I absolutely think most sports players and, and, and ball players or any kind of the sort are, get paid way more than they need to be. It is insane. It's ridiculous. And that's my angle on that. I am your host, Rocco. This is The Sports Angle. We'll be back. Do you have any questions about legal issues? Have you ever been stopped by a police officer and issued a ticket that you're scared to deal with? Have you ever been in trouble with the law and don't know what to do? Do you have a will or power of attorney question? Is your home being foreclosed upon and you don't know where to turn? 
Maybe you were given a contract that you don't understand. For freedom and a worry-free solution, call for Legal Shield today at 213-245-1305. It's that simple. You will have access to high-quality law firms that will fight for you for less than a dollar a day. Peace of mind is just a call away. That's for Legal Shield. Call 213-245-1305 or visit us at nocourt.us. It's justice for all and not justice for some. Are you a small business owner or pursuing the dream of starting your own company? Do you know where to start or how to grow that existing business? The American Business Trust Company has the answers you need. The American Business Trust Company can help you with startup capital, business strategy, sales and marketing, and establishing your company with a physical location or on the internet. You decide. You bring the idea. The American Business Trust Company can help with the rest. For a free evaluation, you may visit them online at abtrustco.com. That's A-B-T-R-U-S-T-C-O.com. Or call them at 657-600-1876. That's the American Business Trust Company, 657-600-1876. Call them today. They can help your business right away. This is Sal Tuzzolino, host and remaster of The Sports Circus. Why listen to the same old dog and pony show that you've heard all day long? The Sports Circus covers everything that other shows don't or are too scared to cover. There's no primetime show like it out here that'll punch you in the mouth and you'll beg for more. You can call in and participate with our chaos if you dare. Join me and celebrity guests for Havoc and Mayhem weekdays at 5 p.m. Pacific here on Amp TV or stream the show live at thesportscircus.com. Remember, folks, it's a circus and we prove it every day. In times of economic uncertainty and chaos, your money means nothing. You may not even be able to get it from your bank or ATM. And the money you do have in the stock market will go down and down. What you can bank on is gold and silver. Gold and silver have been a reliable and trusted form of currency for thousands of years. Gold and silver have never been worth zero, and typically gold holds its value during economic turmoil. Call the gold hotline now and learn how to protect your money and your assets with gold and silver. And learn how to set up a new IRA or roll over your current one into a gold-backed IRA. Protect your money from the next market crash with gold and silver. Call now for your free gold guide. 800-755-4281. Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new Filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your Filtry air filters today at Filtry.com. Let's clear the air. Today tastes like heading out the door and driving into town. It tastes like grabbing snacks and a Coke and singing as loud as you can. Today tastes like anything could happen. And it never tasted this good. Summer tastes better with Coca-Cola. Wherever you're going this week, don't forget to grab an ice-cold, refreshing Coca-Cola from 7-Eleven. 755-4281. 755-4281. That's 800-755-4281. I'm your host, Rocco. This is The Sports Angle. 
You can listen to us on KIOF 97.9 FM in Las Vegas, CBS Sports Radio, KSIX 95.1 FM, 96.1 FM, and 12.30 AM in Corpus Christi and greater Houston area, and Talk 1490 WIRB in South Alabama and the Florida Panhandle. Playing without fans. This is a dilemma that baseball, basketball, football, hockey, and auto racing will have to deal with. With Formula One coming back in July, the NHL coming back in July, and the NBA and MLB making their anticipated return in late July, there has been this discussion about not having fans in attendance. Will they pipe in crowd noise? Will they have laptops or computers on each seat and allow fans to cheer uh, via Zoom or via a conference call and make it sound like there's an audience there? There has been players who have discussed how weird it's going to be not having fans in attendance. Because I want everyone to visualize this. Okay, I want you and picture this. It is the ninth inning, and it is a baseball game between the Boston Red Sox and the Atlanta Braves. Let's just throw that. Let's just put that two out there. You've got a player like Ozzy Albies. He's at the plate, and he is getting ready for a pitch. Okay, he's up the plate. He's 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 locked and loaded. He's ready. A fastball right down the middle. Bam! And it just keeps going and going and going. It clears the it clears the wall. It's a home run. And he is excited. He's cheering, but there's awkward silence. There is no there's no none of this. There's none of those. Woohoo! There's none of those. Yeah! Great job, Albies! Like, there won't be any of that. Because there will be no fans in attendance when that guy hits a home run. Let's say there's a defensive player that makes a fantastic play. Xander Bogarts. Let's just keep the same two teams. Xander Bogarts makes a spectacular defensive play. Instead of the audience going, ooh, or them you know, applauding his spectacular defensive abilities, awkward silence. All you're going to hear is just the chatter and a little bit of muttering between the players back and forth. Sometimes the coach will say a couple of things. Like, can, can do you realize how awkward that's going to be? Like, let's just say a player does a walk-off home run in a game, and he's running down the bases excited, but no one's cheering. No one is has that energy that you get from the fans. From anyone who's ever played a game of baseball with fans in attendance, you will know that you that you feed off that energy. That that energy of the stands getting electrified and being on their feet and clapping and cheering and you know you'll hear a whistle from that one person who knows how to whistle really loud. There is that feeling and motion of the fans on their feet cheering for you. 
But with no fans in attendance, you're not going to get that energy. You're not going to get that feeling of, hey, I just did this really cool thing in front of 21,000 people. You're not going to get that. So with all of that put out there, how will baseball deal with that? Because I've heard of the Zoom call, which, yes, would make it less quiet. Yes, you would hear some noise, but it won't be the same. It wouldn't be the same conversation as a normal baseball game. You're not going to have fans accidentally spill their popcorn. You're not going to have a fan accidentally grab their beer with a baseball inside of it. There isn't going to be that type of atmosphere because there will not be fans in attendance. What about the NBA? For anyone who has watched a basketball game, you know that the players feed off the audience. That the fans in attendance, those NBA players, they hype up the crowd. They do, they do all this. Okay, They try to pump up the crowd. That when they do a slam dunk, they do the celebration. Not for themselves. No. They do a celebration to hype up the fans. To make the fans get on their feet and cheer. They have 25,000 people on their feet at the same time cheering for you. If you're a fan of a celebrity, maybe you'll have Drake be on the, uh, on the sideline. And as LeBron James does a cool move, you'll see LeBron immediately go over to Drake and do a high five. Do kind of a celebration that they already had pre-planned. You're not going to have that during a restart. Why? Because there will be no fans in attendance. For the people who are wondering why this is a big deal, once again, let's go to the picture. Another two teams out of random. Let's just go with the Atlanta Hawks and the Boston Celtics. Jason Tatum is coming down the court. He shoots it to Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker does a fake. He dekes out his defender, and he, he tosses it up, and it's in the air. It's kind of like slow motion. You're waiting, you're waiting. The buzzer sounds. It's 0-0. It's still in the air. And swoosh. And you see Kemba Walker. He just did a buzzer beater to win the game for Boston. And there would be no fans in attendance. There would be no massive celebration that's ear-popping. You would not have 18,000 people at the TD Garden on their feet going, Oh my gosh, did he just do that? No. You're not going to have that. All you're going to hear is the swoosh, and Kemba might celebrate with his teammates, but he's not going to have that energy to run all the way up and down the court as he's celebrating with his teammates. That is how the fans make this experience a lot better. Fans is what makes these players have that type of experience of that celebration at midcourt. So for everyone who is wondering why I am so against not having fans in attendance, it's because fans add a whole new experience. Fans bring a different type of atmosphere than other types of entertainment. Okay? You have movies. Yeah, unless you're at a movie theater, then the experience will be with the fans. But you're not going to go to a movie on your house and you're not going to go, oh, whoa, yes. Like, you're not going to be doing that throughout an entire 
movie, and you're not going to have 18,000 people do the same thing alongside you. Unless there's like a movie premiere. Then that's different. Uh, let's just say you're going to a theater, and you're just watching uh, Broadway. Okay? You're going to be watching it, but outside of the end credits, outside of when it's over and they do the bow and they do everything with the cast, then everyone gets on their feet and they do this. But for the most part, you're not going to sit there and after they do a spectacular song or a spectacular performance, you're not going to have everybody get up immediately and start cheering their head off. No, because that would ruin the entire set. The point I'm making is that the reason why sports is so crucial with fans is because of the energy and the attitude they give off. That the vibe that fans give to players is one-of-a-kind experience that you can't take back. And to use a real-life experience, let's go to auto racing. NASCAR has been back for nearly two months. Kevin Harvick, who has won a race recently in Pennsylvania, mentioned that with no fans in attendance, he it just felt odd because he celebrated and he didn't do a burnout. Why? Because there's no fans in attendance. He didn't have to do a burnout to uh, to be with the fans because the fans love when players when drivers do a burnout. He just simply just went to the finish line, parked his car, got out, put his mask on, and just did his post race interview, collected his trophy and his check, and then he just went home. That is an experience that NASCAR fans aren't really used to. They're used to the post race fights. You know, they're they're used to all the yelling and all the arguing on pit road. They're used to the driver that wins the race to do a burnout on the front stretch to, you know, if they're one of those drivers to do a lap around the track and celebrate with the fans that hasn't existed because there are no fans in attendance. So these drivers haven't done it. (laughs) So the overall point, that your host Rocco is trying to make is that fans are essential to sports. And this upcoming month, when baseball, basketball, and hockey return, and yes, Formula One as well, when they all return, it's going to be a completely different experience. The racing, the hockey, the basketball, and the baseball are not going to be the same. And they are going to have a different feel and a different attitude than normal. And the players are going to be the main aspect of that that experience. The players are going to feel it just as much as the fans will. I am your host, Rocco. Follow me on social media at Rocco Kelly Radio. This is The Sports Angle. We'll be right back. Do you have any questions about legal issues? Have you ever been stopped by a police officer and issued a ticket that you're scared to deal with? Have you ever been in trouble with the law and don't know what to do? Do you have a will or power of attorney question? Is your home being foreclosed upon and you don't know where to turn? Maybe you were given a contract that you don't understand. 
for freedom and a worry-free solution, call for Legal Shield today at 213-245-1305. It's that simple. You will have access to high-quality law firms that will fight for you for less than a dollar a day. Peace of mind is just a call away. That's for Legal Shield. Call 213-245-1305 or visit us at nocourt.us. It's justice for all and not justice for some. Are you a small business owner or pursuing the dream of starting your own company? Do you know where to start or how to grow that existing business? The American Business Trust Company has the answers you need. The American Business Trust Company can help you with startup capital, business strategy, sales and marketing, and establishing your company with a physical location or on the internet. You decide. You bring the idea. The American Business Trust Company can help with the rest. For a free evaluation, you may visit them online at abtrustco.com. That's A-B-T-R-U-S-T-C-O.com. Or call them at 657-600-1876. That's the American Business Trust Company, 657-600-1876. Call them today. They can help your business right away. This is Sal Tuzzolino, host and remaster of The Sports Circus. Why listen to the same old dog and pony show that you've heard all day long? The Sports Circus covers everything that other shows don't or are too scared to cover. There's no primetime show like it out here that'll punch you in the mouth and you'll beg for more. You can call in and participate with our chaos if you dare. Join me and celebrity guests for Havoc and Mayhem weekdays at 5 p.m. Pacific here on Amp TV or stream the show live at thesportscircus.com. Remember, folks, it's a circus and we prove it every day. So, you want to be in show business. Do people tell you that you're really funny, you have a great personality, and you should have your own talk show? Many of us have been told that, but we don't know how to get started. It's easier than you think. Let the pros at Cali Vegas give you a free talent evaluation. Call 949-445-1119 and learn how quickly you can create, produce, and host your very own talk show. Imagine not having to sit in traffic every day, commuting back and forth to the same old boring job. Get started in television or radio today with your free talent evaluation from Cali Vegas. Call 949-445-1119 or visit them online at calivegas.com. Make your dream come true today and create your new career and learn how to become a television or radio star with the help of Cali Vegas. 949-445-1119. Call now. This is The Sports Angle. I am your host, Rocco. Go to our website, thesportsangle.com, to articles and take a look at our featured guests. Also, go to our social media at The Sports Angle at, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all your favorite social media platforms. We're on there. The biggest headline from the NFL offseason was obviously Tom Brady going to Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It was the key offseason move, and it was the story that everybody was talking about. Now, every network insider, every network analyst has given their uh, mindset to it. They've given their 
opinion on what's going on. And I gave my opinion uh, immediately after it happened. Now, why Tom Brady's being brought up is because there is this idea that in one year, one calendar season, that Tom Brady, that Tom Bebay is going to go to a Super Bowl. This idea that a team that was asked with Jameis Winston will all of a sudden become one of the best teams in the NFL because of Tom Brady. And for everyone who listens on Talk 1490 WIRB, understand that with Tom Brady's move to Tampa Bay and the fact that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they do have some solid pieces. They have Mike Evans. They have, they have Chris Godwin. They are some reliable parts. But answer this. For everyone who's a fan of Tampa Bay or everyone who's a fan of Tom Brady, who now is all of a sudden a Tampa Bay fan, I want you to consider this. If Tampa Bay is as good as you say, why didn't Jameis Winston make the playoffs last year? If Tampa Bay has such a solid roster, like they proclaim, then why haven't they made the playoffs in X amount of years? Why does it take all of a sudden a six-time Super Bowl champion to make an impact in Tampa Bay? Tom Brady regressed last year. His statistics backed that up, but more importantly, the eye test backed that up. There were certain situations where Tom Brady normally would get the job done, but he struggled in those situations last year. In the red zone, Tom Brady struggled at times to get the job done, which is very abnormal for Tom Brady. When Tom Brady was backed up in his own 10-yard line, Instead of just taking the ball and cruising down the field, well, it took him a little bit longer to get down the field. I'm not saying that Tom Brady's done, but you can't deny that he is regressing as a quarterback. Now, his attributes and the characteristics that he has had his whole career are starting to fall off, are starting to have... Every NFL player has their peak, their prime, where, they're, where they are the best of the best in their category. Now, for most NFL quarterbacks, their prime is 25 to 31. Okay, that is normally an NFL quarterback's prime. Well, Tom Brady's in his 40s. So to say that he is not in his prime would be an understatement. And to say that Tom Brady is not a superstar, you could make that argument. You could make the discussion that Tom Brady, the six-time Super Bowl champion, started to decline realistically about 2018. 2018 is when Tom Brady, from the eye test, started to show symptoms of regression. He started to show that it became a lot harder for Tom Brady to be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. It wasn't easy. It wasn't just this fluid motion of, you know what, I'm going to do this, I'm going to go over here, all right, there you go, I'm going to be right there. 
it's taken a toll on Tom Brady for being in the NFL for now 20 years. I feel like people forget that, that Tom Brady's been in the NFL for now exactly 20 seasons. He's not the same quarterback he was back in the mid to late 2000s. And like I mentioned, just using the eye test, not analytics, not statistics, those are flawed. Using anal- using the eye test and using the vision test, I could tell you that Tom Brady has started to regress the past two years. Is he still a great quarterback? Absolutely. Will he be a 100% lock for the Hall of Fame? Of course. He's going to go down as if, in your opinion, the number one or number two quarterback of all time. Okay, there he's going to be number one or number two. All right, regardless of what you have, it's either going to be Montana Brady or it's going to be Brady Montana. There's really no opposite when it comes to that argument. So why am I mentioning this now? It's because Tom Brady has been doing workouts lately with teammates. He's been doing workouts with former wide receivers that he has played with. And yes, he's trying to get back in the NFL shape. I applaud him. He's working out. He's keeping himself in NFL shape. But will that regression continue in 2020? Will his attributes, and we'll, uh, let's just use um, Madden as an example, will his awareness stay where it was last year? Will his accuracy stay where it needs to be? Will his coverage, will his Will his medium pass, long pass, short pass, will it stay the same or will it start to decline like it showed last year? There were certain instances where he made passes that looked very sluggish. Last year in the divisional round against Tennessee, there were certain balls that he should have not thrown, but he did. And it ended up either being a pick six or it ended up being just a drop, luckily, by the corner. He's still a great quarterback. He is still one of the best. But Tampa Bay fans, you're not going to like my angle on this. But you are not getting the Tom Brady from 2011-2012. You're getting the Tom Brady from 2020. It's like when the Arizona Cardinals paid Emmett Smith back in 2003 all that money to be the Emmett Smith from 1994. It didn't happen back then, and it's not going to happen now. My angle is that Tom Brady, he isn't going to get them to a Super Bowl in his first year because they're not going to get to a Super Bowl, period. That is my angle. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers will not make a Super Bowl with Tom Brady as their quarterback. He's regressing. He's showing signs of decline. And unless he somehow makes a miracle happen, he will continue to regress like he has shown the past two years. But let's just take Tom Brady out of the equation. For this next part, how about you focus on the rest of the team? Mike Evans, one of the best up ball wide receivers the NFL has ever seen. Okay, if you put the ball up and if he can jump for it, 
there is a 90% chance that he is going to catch that ball and he's going to keep running down the field. Chris Godwin, very solid wide receiver. And he has been, for the most part, one of the bright spots for Tampa Bay. But will their system and will their playbook be able to contribute to what Tom Brady has done his whole career? What is Tom Brady like to like to throw to? The tight end and the wide receiver. Okay, he likes to take the slot wide receiver, the very fast, very quick, very short slot wide receiver, and have them be his number one option when the tight end is not available. There is a reason why the Buccaneers got wrong. There is a reason why they have all these surplus of tight ends on the roster. Tom Brady is a tight end machine. He likes to toss it to Gronk. He likes to toss it to the tight end who's available. He's always done that. He has done that for pretty much his entire career. The slot wide receiver, he did it with Wes Welker. He did it with Julian Eldeman. He tried to do that last year with Nikhil Harry. This year, Chris Godwin, he should be that guy. If they don't put him there, then they're going to have to come up with another slot wide receiver. Maybe Adam Humphreys, we don't know. But the moral of the story is, is that Chris Godwin, if he's a slot wide receiver, he will be getting majority of the receptions, not Mike Evans. Rob Gronkowski will get a good percentage of the, of the catches not Mike Evans. There's a reason why the number one wide receiver on the Patriots on the depth chart is not normally the number one wide receiver on the statistics, on the stat board. And it's because when it comes to Tom Brady, he does not chuck it deep to the left or to the right side. He likes to go to the middle. He likes the middle of the field. Gronk, he did it with tight end. Julian Elderman, a wide receiver. Even when in 2007, 2008, when Tom Brady was no doubt at, in his prime, Randy Moss was a great wide receiver, but Wes Welker got a very good amount of those catches. A lot of people tend to forget that around 2009 is when Tom Brady started to not go to Randy Moss as much as he did Wes Welker. In fact, if you go to Pro Football Reference and you go and pull up his, his uh, chart of the amount of targets he did in 2009 and 2010, Wes Welker was his number one option. He preferred to go to, Elder, to Wes Welker. And around that time in 2010, when a rookie, Rob Gronkowski, was brought onto the team, he started going to him a lot more. He started utilizing the tight end position around 2010 as well. So for 10 whole years, Tom Brady has capitalized the tight end and the slot wide receiver. The first couple of years, he capitalized the outside wide receiver that's like is a Mike Evans, but he doesn't do that anymore. So my angle is that yes, Mike Evans, if he's a, if he's on your fantasy team, he's not going to get the production like you are expecting him to. Chris Godwin will get the production. Rob Gronkowski will get that production. 
because that is his preferred type of game. I am your host, Rocco. Follow me on social media at Rocco Kelly Radio, R-O-C-C-O-C-E-L-L-I-E-O. This is The Sports Angle. So long, everyone. These are the sounds of someone taking their eyes off the road. Texting while driving is more than distracting. It's dangerous. Do yourself a favor. Do us all a favor. When you're on the road, stay off the phone. A message from CTIA. Hey parents, did you know your kids' money habits start as early as the second grade? Help them build money skills for the real world with GoHenry, the debit card and financial learning app for kids 6 to 18. Use it to check off chores, set savings goals, automate allowance, and more. Families love it. 92% of parents said their kids were more money confident after using the app. Get started at GoHenry.com. Promo code SMART. The been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. 